mean, you've been putting in work for so long. Putting in a lot of work. What's going on, guys? Welcome back to Putting In Work, episode 127 of the interview podcast on the 8-Bit Collective. We are powered by Audio Technica, and I'm your host, John O'Peck, chatting today with a good friend of the show. It's Micah Binfit, very young man. He's only 21 years old, a good decade younger than myself, but he's put in a lot of work lately to get himself a job in videography. That's his passion. That's what he's into. And he messaged me a few months ago before he even had this job just to pitch himself as a guest to talk about what he'd been doing out on his own, kind of starting his own business doing video, which as you'll listen was a big step because he was leaving behind a pretty well-paying job to essentially start from the very bottom in a small town where there wasn't an insane amount of opportunities. So while Mike is still kind of making his way into this industry, it is really an inspiring story of someone who clearly just wanted to do this bad enough that he would do whatever it took to make it happen. And that's what you can see from his attitude towards getting himself out there to generating his own business he even shot most of his stuff on an iphone from what it sounds like so from you know the most basic of resources and opportunities he's landed himself a job with a videographer in his area and that really is purely through hard work determination and all the things that this show is about so i think mike is a really good guest to come on here and talk about his experience with that As a bit of housekeeping, those iTunes ratings and reviews go a long way to helping out the show. So if you haven't done so yet, head over to iTunes and leave a five-star review if you can. You can do the same for Hoop Dreams, which is the brand new 8-bit podcast about NBA basketball, which I am hosting with Brendan White and Matt Tilby. The 8-bit collective's Patreon at patreon.com slash weare8bit is another way to support this show. And it looks like we've just hit our stretch goal of $250 a month, which means the Comedy Rewind podcast is a go, and I will be taking on hosting duties of that, which is going to be a whole lot of work, so we'll see what impact that has on this podcast. Nothing's going to end, but the schedule may be slightly tweaked, so there'll be more on that in the coming weeks, no doubt. But for now, here's Micah. Enjoy the show. Micah, thanks for joining me. It's good to see you. Yeah, good to see you too, Jono nice to meet or e-meet or whatever you call it when you talk yeah. to someone over on the internet i don't know yeah google hangout g hangout yeah. <laughs> we're hanging out so yeah you reached out to me I, I mean first of all i should say you've been a really great supporter of this podcast so thank you for all your kind words and encouragement over the past couple of years it's been really good to have people like you and your friend noah kind of in the corner giving shout outs and feedback yeah. on episodes here and there so thanks for that you're welcome i always like to say um you know put put the hashtag putting in work just because i love that you know like i i I totally resonate with it i'm i'm putting in work (laughs) people don't know what that means but i know what it means (laughs) (laughs) yeah and then i yeah i guess you reached out to me a couple of months ago probably yeah probably two or three months ago to say that you thought you had a bit of a story to share with my audience and i put you down on my list of of potential interviewees and now's the time so tell us i know that you're a videographer or you've been working in that field for a while because you showed me your instagram which i checked out and there's some really cool stuff on there but yeah i guess explain you're still a young chap only 21 years old which makes me feel super old but uh, (laughs) what have you been working in for the past few years and how's it all kind of come together were you always interested in video and, and media um, so it, it kind of started out in uh, high school. I was uh, 16 and uh, ended up getting put in this class called uh, multimedia production. 
which involved uh, making videos uh, with uh, Adobe Premiere and then using Photoshop and, you know, all those different uh, Adobe products. And uh, mm-hmm. I don't know, I just kind of got caught up into it and made some fun music videos and just kind of just, you know, just messing around, having a good time with the camera and editing it. And um, like my uh, teacher in that class, he'd uh, tell us like, you know, I'm not teaching you. You got to figure it out yourself. So I pretty much learned everything about Premiere on uh, YouTube and all sorts of uh, sites like that. What was this strategy from the teacher of I'm not going to teach you? Um, well, so his st- strategy was is like if you learn it on your own, it'll stick in your brain a lot more than if I right. just showed it to you. So did they do anything? No, I- I'd say that totally worked for me. Because, like, yeah. he'd have these stupid packets he'd want us to read. I'm like, I, I don't understand this. Like, this is not yeah. fun. You know, all these stupid key commands and whatnot. And, oh, go to go go and find this toolbar. I'm like, what is that? I don't know what that looks like. But as soon as you bring up a YouTube video, it's right there. It shows you. And you just copy that. Mm. And yeah. it just oh, made total sense to me. Yeah. And then he, my teacher, he'd also... Uh, tell us uh like go out and copy what other people do like just straight up rip them off is what he'd say like you know like he'd have he'd have us like recreate like uh the office intro or whatever and do it with our own spin you know our own actors and whatnot but yeah i kind of started from there and i took that class multimedia production uh um three years in a row in high school so from sophomore through senior year, I took that class every year just because I had so much fun. And uh, like after a while, I was like starting to realize like, you know what? Like I, I kind of want to make a career out of this. I, this is what I want to do. But, you know, at the time I was thinking like, oh, I, I want to be like a, a movie director, you know, go, go to film school and all this and, mm. you know, become super famous. Like I want to be the next Chris Nolan or whatever. But anyways, uh, let's see, my uh, senior year was kind of where I started just doing these crazy projects. Like my friends were in a, are in a band and I started recording them, just all their shows and whatnot. And then I started interviewing them with the camera. And after a while, we started making a joke that like we were making a documentary. And then uh, towards the end of high school, I had ma- made... Um, them a uh, 40 minute documentary and it's on youtube and every time i show that to people they're like what how how did you do that (laughs) i'm like well i just had a bunch of free time and i spent 80 hours on it and then i turned it into uh my uh, senior project for high school which is something like a state requirement for us to uh, graduate we had to do some big project that we had to at least put like 60 hours into or something like that and I had a total blast doing it. So you finished high school. You had to, I guess, make decisions about film school versus, I guess, similar to the YouTube approach, just going out and doing it, right? Yeah, exactly. Like, So my original plan was, okay, I'm going to go to a community college here for two years. I want to transfer uh, to the University of Texas because they have like the best uh, film program over, that, over there. And uh, so... Let's see if after graduating um i didn't really do too much film stuff i had uh, done some stuff here and there like i uh helped out this uh video production company called uh digital vendetta and i uh, i kind of i was in one of their music videos 
and uh, I played like this homeless man. And it was just like in the beginning, like the intro, but I had helped out with that company here and there and had some fun with it from there. Um, yeah, a couple of years went by and I, I, so I had tried to go to school. Like, uh, I went to college for like a, uh, a quarter and I don't know. I just, I just wasn't digging it. I was like, this stuff is like super easy compared to high school and it doesn't feel like stuff I really want to learn. And uh, fr- from there, I just got sucked into uh, just working, uh, just working in- for my dad's roofing company. And I did that for like two years straight. I just ended up hate- hating life. I was like, this sucks. And the whole time, all I could think about think about was just going out there and making videos. I was like, this that's really what I want to <laughs> do. And this stupid bullshit job is just holding me back from what I want. Were you filming during that time? um yeah here and there but it was nothing like consistent it was just kind of like a project here project there like i tried making some videos for like a a barber and just you know just little stuff here and there nothing really too crazy and then my mom she had talked to me and she was like i know you really want to do this you know full time so you should try doing it and uh Anyways, beginning of this year, I had quit my job. I was like, fuck this. Like, I want to do video full time. Like, I don't care if, you know, I go broke from, you know, not being able to be making money. Like, as long as I can do it. Like, I'm only 21. What's the worst that can happen? But anyways, uh, during that, like, two months that I uh, worked on video full time, I made two hundred dollars <laughs> and, you know, I was I was super proud of that two hundred dollars. But I was like. Damn, that was stupid. How many projects was that? <laughs> um, oh, it was quite a bit. I mean, at least like ten. <laughs> oh wow! Yeah. So they're paying you like twenty bucks each. These. Yeah, it, pretty much. Well, because I I had been making some videos for the, these barbers, and he would just kind of throw me uh, money every now and then, and then uh, he'd also like take me to the bar, and we drink drink like a whole pitcher of beer you know buy me food you know just stuff like that (laughs) so do you think it's it must be pretty tough when you have no kind of i guess folio or yeah degree film school credentials to say my rate is you know two hundred dollars a project or whatever it is yeah exactly and it's it's not easy because you have to have work showing that you can do it like i i had work but like i just i didn't really have the greatest of work you know i i'd still even say now i'm just i'm learning a lot Mm. you know always watching youtube videos always learning more and uh like the guys who are kind of big in my area they had been doing it for a while and just recently they're trying to they're starting to see some success so um but really my only goal with it this with videography is just to you know pay my bills with it you know that's all i want to do really (laughs) at least survive doing what i love which uh recently that's been become more of a uh reality because i uh had been doing some work for a uh um video production company around here it's called uh roy's audio and visual they're uh, Mm -hmm. not based not too far from here and uh, this guy, uh, he'd been uh, running this company for the last uh, 25 years. And he had hit me up to go uh, record some, uh, like a dance recital for him. And then do a uh, um, a graduation 
And then from there, he was kind of just impressed with like how quickly I picked everything up. And like, I didn't really need his help too much. And he's like, do you want a job? And I was like, sure, I, I'd love a job doing this. <laughs> so uh, I guess that's where I'm at now. Uh, starting in August, I'll be working full time for Roy's Audio and Visual. And he'll be paying that's me cool. $18 an hour, which is, you know, not too shabby. Minimum wage here is yeah. like 11 or 12 or something like that. But I'm hoping yeah. to, you know, make that a, uh, you know, a, you know, a reality and uh, go from there and see where it takes me. And uh, actually, uh, my boss and I, we're, we're going to Chicago to film some event over there. So that'll be exciting. I don't know Sweet. what's what's over there. He just told me, Micah, we're going to Chicago. <laughs> I already bought your ticket. And I was like, sweet, I've never been to Chicago, let's go. Yeah, I guess the beauty of, of having a, a job like that is you don't have to generate the the work, it's just you have to do the work, right? Yeah, exactly. But yeah, I've been having fun with it. Yeah, so I don't know, everything kind of just worked out for me. And, uh, you know, I, I when you had hit me up, I was like, I, I feel like I haven't been putting in work late, lately, <laughs> so I don't know if I'm still worthy of it. Um, but anyways, I had talked to Noah and some other friends and they're like, bullshit, you've been putting in work. <laughs> yeah. So let's talk a bit about that because you, uh, obviously were on this guy's radar. What was his name again? Roy's audio and visual run by Leo Roy. Right. So I'm yeah. just going to say Roy, but you yeah. caught Roy's attention somehow. Uh, yeah. What do you think it was that stood out to him about what you've been doing? Really, what I, I think it was is like, well, this guy's always looking for people to help out. And uh, I, I think he just kind of noticed my work ethic and just mm. go get an attitude. Like, you know, this guy's really willing to do whatever it takes. Like, because he was, you know, just telling me to be in a spot and do work, you know, and he wasn't even around to make sure I was doing it. And I think that's what it was, is like how reliable I was. And I had actually gotten in connection with him through the other company that I'd worked with, uh, Digital Vendetta. So it was kind of okay. like I had made that connection earlier. And uh, the the guy from Digital Vendetta, Eric, he uh, just kind of referred me to uh, Roy and it just kind of went from there. The work with Digital Vendetta, like... yeah. Was that something you had to lobby for, like put, pitch yourself, put yourself out there? How did that come about? Oh, so I had I'd, I'd left this out of the story, but I had actually <laughs> uh, come th uh, and cross with them at uh, my high school because they had uh, come to help out and uh, help us make a spirit video for uh, mm. uh, my high school, which I had pretty much made pretty much almost by myself. It was a first person uh spirit video just kind of showing off the different things we have at our school district here in grandview and uh it, it turned out really neat and mm -hmm. uh, you know i had yeah i'd gotten into connection with uh digital vendetta from there and i feel like that just kind of jump-started everything and it made me realize like it's not really about getting lucky or, or necessarily putting in the work it's more like or it is but it's mostly like the connections you have the people you know you know, mm. the kind of impression you give off. I think that's all part of the work though. Like yeah. you have to make the effort to be known to people and you want to be known for something good. So that means you have to actually do the work 
that they can associate with the face. Yeah, you know? that's true. You just can't just sit around and be like, yeah, I know you. Can you give me a job? And they're like, nah, you, mm. you got you to gotta show some work. Like, show me something, dude. And you can't just sit around and have a successful YouTube channel with videos you've made. Like you have to present that to people somehow if you want it to become an occupation. You have to take it to people and say, look what I've done. You can't just wait for people to come knocking or calling you up. Yeah. Because, I mean, that that's what you've done, Jono, is just, you know, go out and made it. You know, you didn't ask for someone to, for you to be a podcaster. You know, you went out and interviewed him like, hey, you just went out in there, there and hustled pretty much. That's all it's about. Yeah. And loving the hustle, you know. <laughs> and I'm curious how we were talking about geography before. But how big uh-huh. is the town that you live in? Um, It has 10,000 people. So it's mm. a, a pretty small town. But I, yeah. I, I've actually recently moved from uh, the Tri Cities area, which it's it's a little bit bigger out there. There's about two hundred thousand people, so there's sure. there's a little more opportunity and you know uh, able to connect with other businesses and try and make videos that way. And yeah, I was gonna say like starting out from a place where you're in a small town, the opportunities would have to be a barrier to to finding work and to find companies that want marketing videos or promotional materials that you can work on so yeah it must have been kind of a, a bit of effort to to generate even though you only made 200 dollars. like doing these different jobs must have been a bit of a grind to put yourself out there oh yeah like i was talking about i uh i would make my own schedule because i had quit my job at the time so i some days i would just put in like 18 hour days just you know just working 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 you know going out there mm. hustling trying to get that next job or lead or whatever it was and it, it was so much work like i i i take my hat off to these people who are starting out and making their own business doing anything because it requires so much work so much of your money and time and lots of patience <laughs> mm. and you know like that's kind of hard to have you know any of those it's all it's all a resource but uh that's why i'm kind of excited to have a job and what i'll be doing because it'll Mm. be more consistent pay you know better money um you know until i you know build up my portfolio and uh you know my name and you know just get myself out there so i'm that's why i'm excited working for this company because i'll I'm basically looking at it as like almost an apprenticeship, like we're paying you to learn Mm. and he's going to be teaching me all sorts of new stuff, like even uh, audio stuff, like work on the soundboard and uh, stuff like that. So I'm excited. That's really cool. Yeah. And I guess it's a journey where even though maybe it's only been five or six years, you can kind of look back and see the lines that have been drawn between starting out in that class and learning Adobe Premiere doing that work on the spirit video at school and kind of making that connection with that company, then putting in some work in the middle to kind of generate your own jobs. And then kind of that line from before connecting to the new company with that reference from people that knew your work ethic. So it it all kind of ties together and it's good to look back and see that thread. And it's, it's a good example of how things that you do, at any point can come back around to help later on. That's definitely the case because like that digital vendetta company I hadn't worked with since like high school, but uh, they had noticed that like I was putting in work now and then they had, you know, referred me to Roy cause they had just noticed it. 
Hmm. And so I, you know, just making that connection like, like three years ago just helped, you know, just kind of put myself out there like that. And that's what I've learned. Like, I've always been a shy person, like just heavily introverted, like, you know, just that nerdy guy in the corner, you know, like no one (laughs) wants to talk to but uh you know sometimes those are the people you gotta worry about like they're they're the ones you know scheming their next (laughs) thing like you know how to make it big yeah so you know it's it's just all about going out there and talking to people really yeah it's cool and and then putting in the work and you know kicking down doors when you see them you know once when the opportunity arises you got to be ready for it Mm. and like as we mentioned a couple of times already, you're so young. And I think that this, this job with Roy is really probably the perfect place for you to be and for you to kind of develop your skills and who knows where it could lead you next. Yeah. So what would you say has been the hardest part of getting to where you're at? You've landed this job and you've got kind of all these opportunities ahead of you. I'd say the hardest part is just staying. It was staying driven when I was, uh, you know, doing it on my own. I was like, I am not making any money. This sucks. But, mm-hmm. you know, you just, you get, you got to keep on doing it because you love it, not because of the money you might make. And the other hard part was just finding like leads or no, getting the lead, but then going through with it, you know, because you have to be prepared for every single step of the process. Like, yeah. oh, what's your prices, you know, and are you going to be able to be here at this certain time and all this and, you know, if you kind of mess up on one of those key things, like, yeah, they don't want you. Mm. So it's it, it was difficult. But uh, I'd say, you know, for right now, just having a job doing that where you have someone telling you what to do the whole time. Like, you know, it's a little easier to follow and you don't have to worry about just the uh, video part. You know, it's that they're doing the business side for you. I guess that's the beauty of working for mm. a company. But when you're self-employed, it's like you got to worry about every aspect and it's stressful. <laughs> yeah. And I guess like leaving the roofing behind and only making $200 over two months, like that's a pretty big like sacrifice to make to follow your passion yeah. as well. Like I, I guess living at home or something like that would help a lot in that instance. Yeah. Well, the thing was, is I wasn't living at home at the time I was... uh I was living over there in uh, Tri Cities in a in an apartment and paying uh, like six hundred a month. I had a roommate over there who was also a, a kind of funny best friend. And uh, anyways, uh, I had money saved up. I was like, okay, I have ten thousand in the bank. Like I I should be fine for a while. Right. But then you see that that bank account start going down, start going down, yeah. and then you you've only put so much money in the bank because you haven't really made anything. It's like shit. I need to work again. <laughs> but yeah, it was it was kind of rough there for a while. Um, you know, I you know, like I said, I was spending money but not really making anything. You know, just that two hundred dollars, and I didn't even put that money in my account. I had this like little drawer on my desk, and I'd fit the money in there, like so I could see all the money that I made. And I was like, this is, this is just, that's my motivation. Like I see the money that I made from it and I'll keep it there and not spend it. But you know, it was, that was kind of a weird thing to do, <laughs> but it was just kind of what kept me going. Yeah. yeah like I ended up uh, going on uh, food stamps because like, you know, I just didn't have, I had money, but I was like, I need to substitute something. So I went and got food stamps. Like I felt like, 
you know, a freaking loser going in there and sitting in the welfare office, you know, waiting for, for, you know, government assistance. But, you know, you kind of do what you got to do. Like, Mm. it's hard. But after a while, I just kind of realized, like, yeah, I I can't really do this for a living right now. I need to, you know, keep on working and, you know, get my name out there more and, you know, just keep going. You know, I got to have a real job to substitute myself. I mean, that's the sacrifice (laughs) it sounds like you're willing to make for the, uh, I guess, creative endeavors that you had your sights on. So... Yeah, it definitely shows how much you wanted it. Yep. No, I like I said, I I just I wanted it so bad because I just don't see myself doing anything else. Like I, my original plan was to go to school for you know become a director, go to film school. But I had also was going to college for uh, like my business degree because I was like that's broad. I can use that for anything. But uh, really, I just kind of learned like college is not for me like i had uh, done research on some film schools around here like the art institute of seattle and all the reviews were saying <laughs> don't go here like what you learned here what you can learn here you can wor- learn on youtube for free and i guess that school they uh were notorious for just accepting everyone and uh they just they're just kind of discredited by companies because they just had such a bad reputation and I learned that about a lot of film schools. I was like, I guess that's just not the route to go because by the time you learn it, it's outdated. There's something new. I guess YouTube's probably eating into their business model quite a bit lately. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, like what YouTube can teach you, they'll, they'll try and charge mm. you $80,000 a year for. You know, totally yeah. not worth it. <laughs> so what would be your advice to people who want to do something similar to what you've done, whether it's specifically videography or just starting their own business and making it happen um i'd say just you know do it for fun go out there and uh try and make it happen you know you're no one's gonna throw it right in front of you like just pick up a camera pick up your phone even like that's what i use for the most part for my videos was just an old iphone uh 6s and a little uh, gimbal and i've made so many videos with that thing and uh you know i shot 4k video and everything so i was like this is this is good enough and uh just use what resources you have because you really don't need much just you know like your phone and uh maybe uh, just a laptop that's good enough to edit some video on something that can run premiere or um any sort of you know program like that like sony vegas pro or you know something but yeah do that watch watch videos on youtube on how to edit or different filming techniques because there's just so much to learn out there and you don't need to pay some big uh college for a piece of paper that says you did a thing like you you can go out and learn that on your own and do it and make it happen and it'll show that you can do the thing that they want to pay you money for absolutely i've had enough people on this show tell me that to know that that's true whether they're videographers or people working on like big budget hollywood movies like youtube is where people learn the skills that they need it seems for sure like i you know uploaded a lot of my videos to youtube and whatnot and you know it's it's hard it's hard making it there too Uh, but i've noticed my platform lately has been uh instagram Hmm. and you just kind of go from there growing your your brand Okay, so last question, Micah, and then we'll 
close it off, what would you do if you knew you couldn't fail? What would I do if I knew I couldn't fail? Um, I see. I I'd probably be doing what I'm doing now. I just keep on working, uh, doing what I love. You know, making videos. Actually, w- one project I've been trying to make lately is actually a, a short film, and uh, I'm hoping that won't fail. I mean, well, <laughs> the thing is, it's just you know making it. Um, but uh, my friend Noah Friskop and I, we uh, we wrote the script for that the other day. Or not the other day, but the the other month or so, and it is uh, heavily inspired by the movie Drive. It, we, we're excited for that. So ba- I guess basically what I want to come around to is like I really want to be a a film director. You know, that's like the more unrealistic goal. You know, mm-hmm. the more realist realistic goal for me is uh you know running my own uh, video production company. But really, I I really want to be a film director and uh, make movies that people want to watch which is you know it's totally not out of the ordinary or you know like people are making short films all the time so Mm. really i just that's i just want to get paid to do for you know what i love and that's that's the end goal that's awesome and just based on the past couple of years of what you've been able to do i mean even this year you've only really kind of just started dipping your toe into this and you've already landed a job so i think if you keep at it and you look at the opportunities that come up through working with roy and what he's able to teach you looks like you're on a pretty good path michael yeah it's just it's all about you know keep on moving forward like i i've been watching a lot of uh videos on david goggins he's this uh ultra runner and he was saying do 10% more than you did yesterday. So uh, his whole thing was like, even if uh, you're sitting on the couch, your 10% is just getting up, you know, just start doing something. As long as you're like putting in some sort of work, even if it's not a lot and it's over a, a period of time, you will get there. You know, it may take a while, but eventually you'll get to that goal. You know, even if it does take 10 years. You know, so it's it's all a matter of just time and doing something. Absolutely. All right. Well, thanks for coming on the show, Michael. No, I, I enjoyed uh, talking to you. Thank you for listening. And thanks again to Audio Technica. You can catch Micah on Instagram at underscore MTB Media. Of course, as I said earlier, you can support this show via iTunes reviews and the 8-Bit Patreon at Patreon dot com slash we are eight bit that's a-t-e-b-i-t from as little as one dollar a month you're supporting the content creators across the 8-bit collective podcasting on everything geek and pop culture related you're getting early access to the 8-bit cast and entries for some swag giveaways of course you can catch me on the social medias at johnny himself and until next week keep putting in work